When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Oh, man. I love when Russ comes into the chat dancing. Like, from, from Go. Like he's already been dancing. Like it, this thing hasn't popped him onto the screen fast enough. He's been dancing while he's waiting because he comes on and you catch him mid dance. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, man? You look uh, you look like trimmed up. You look like you went to the barber like today. <laughs> I actually went on. Uh, what's today? Today we were day recording. This is Wednesday. I went on Saturday. Mm. Saturday. So okay. had to get my you know, post Europe trim up. Cause I, I took, I got a cut right before and then was gone for two weeks. So I had to get cleaned back up for you, you American folk. Um, thanks. Thanks partner. That's how we talk here. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I have to plan my haircuts like that. I have to plan them more meticulously than you. Cause you can let your hair grow out and it still looks mm-hmm. good. What my problem is that I'm good if it's if it's really clean and and cut down. The but ball when week. mine when mine grows out more than like a week, when it when it's two weeks, you can tell. And I got to wear a hat like every day. So when I have a bunch of travel where I'm I'm going to be out of town for the Senior Bowl and the Super Bowl and the Combine and this and that, I got to make sure I I plan my haircuts like right before I leave. But don't you get your haircuts at home? Yeah, I know. I got to have my wife cut it like the day before I fly out. Otherwise, I end up having to get a haircut on the road. And and when I'm on the road, man, I go to Supercuts or um, I don't even know what the other one, Sport Clips. I go to wherever because I, I could just go to a person on the street and offer them $4. This is not a difficult haircut. Well, So that's what I was going to say. What are they charging for the Baldy? That's, <laughs> that, it drives me crazy because they're charging like 20 bucks. Are they doing the beard and stuff too? No, just I'm just talking about just the just buzzing. So my head. to just give you the baldy yeah. razor. Um, no, it's usually a, a usually clippers. It's the exact same. No razor. It's the exact same instrument that we have at home. When well, there's one barber that I occasionally go to in my town where I live, and that guy does all out. He he has the razor. He has that little one that feels like it's scratching at you. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Straight razor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that I don't know. I can't see what he's doing because he's doing it behind my neck, but but no, that's here's my thing. But I'm, like, I'm talking if, about if even had, at like a sport clips or something, Russ. When you talk just like tax and tip and everything, it's 20, 25 bucks just to get your head buzzed like me. It's not even a real haircut. No, nah, if I had the baldy like Jason Tone, you feel me? Like I need you to put the hot towel over my head, get the hairs to stand up. Then I'm gonna need you to put the shaving cream on, and then you're gonna take the straight razor and give me the the sealy shave me from 
color purple. Like I need you to get that the shit that'll kill you to to give you the the real because that's how you get the real baldy. From all my ball friends, like you need the Clippers not gonna get get you as low as you need. You need the straight razor with the shaving cream for them to like really get you right. Is what I do not consider the real baldy because I I always have no. something up there. It's not smooth. It's not like it's waxed. No, the the dudes that I the the dudes that I know, and um and it might be the community thing, but I don't actually think it is. I know white dudes with the baldy that'll get the. Towel All the way head. down. So that so what that does is get the hair to stand up. Yeah, yeah. And then they take it off, and then they'll put the shaving cream on, and then they'll take the the longer straight razor, and then give you the the baldy, and that'll make sure that'll ensure that you don't have to come back to the barber every week. Like that'll get you for a couple of weeks. Sometimes. That's true. That's true, and that would be more efficient. But I can still kind of mostly a, a, a massage, a hair massage, and they put like, yeah. These barbers getting you right to this. They like it's, they they ask they're earning your dollar. I don't think they're doing that at Supercuts or wherever it's called. No. Well, I don't know. I ain't never been, so I can't say what they do or do not do. Go on Instagram any day. If you go on Instagram any day, these barbers are getting busy. They got the little. It's like a little hand massager what tone's talking about and they like massage your temple and all that while you but charge is also uh barber yeah barber's also charging a yeah. lot for haircuts these days like your 20 dollars compared to others is super like, cheap I, I, I stopped paying 20 dollars like 20 years ago <laughs> well yeah but i don't ex- <laughs> i don't expect i don't expect a real haircut to cost only 20 dollars though i'm not surprised at all that you yeah. guys spend a bunch of money to get your haircut because it's it's an actual haircut. But twenty dollars $20 would be way low. In fact, if either of you is going and getting a haircut for twenty dollars, it's probably a really bad idea. But on the flip side, I should never be paying that much. This should be ten tops well, just I to mean, go over it with you, some clippers. Like literally, my wife does it, and she's not trained. She's not a hairstylist. I mean, yeah, if you're just going in just to age, hey, just. just whatever's up there just go down to the one and get it all off and we, we out of here but usually when if you're getting the haircut you might as well get the shape up of the beard and get your that's get where your I'm neck, at you know that's nice where I'm at with Tom. Crisp, I'm with Tom. like why waste the trip right you know just, if you're gonna go there 1000 percent Tom, and sit there or wait for your time to get in the hair you might as well get the full the full treatment Jake it's true. I don't ever have as much of a beard going as either of you guys, though. I think you should let it grow. It's one of my things that bothers me. You should. I enjoy your <laughs> the summertime beard, like when you're not working. Yeah. Okay. And you're in vacation mode right. and, or album mode, and you let that joint grow. It looks great. Okay. And well, there's there's something about the baldy beard combo that looks yeah, it works really good. Yeah, it's like it's I always say, you got to grow it where you can. Um, so you stay them. See, I'm good at I can I can get this nice and straight. I don't necessarily have it that great right now because I'm not really I haven't really like worked on it. But I can I can get up top nice and straight, and I always can get my neck nice and clean. But when it starts to get full, like how Tone's beard is full, mm-hmm. like I can't shape that right. I can't get that to look like how Tony has it. Onus isn't on you. Your well, barber where, will get you right. That's the thing. And and generally I don't have a barber. I mostly just have my wife do it. So that's where that's where a barber would come in handy. Jason, you can go from being uh a dad to a zaddy. 
Like, yeah, you are hundred percent. You to a what? You're you you're just a zaddy. You can zaddy. You ain't heard of us. No, he not one, so he can't he can't be called that. Well, here's one of the things that I do now that I'm happy with myself about is I don't just go along with some word that somebody throws into a conversation that I don't know what it means just to be kind of polite and agreeable and uh, cool, I guess, or whatever. Like, like when Tone, Tone and Herb Howard threw at me a couple of weeks ago, uh, city boys up a billion or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to just pretend I know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> So I don't definitely don't know what a zaddy means. Can we start with the spelling and uh, like like it's, the Latin? It's what's the Latin? Like it sounds. What's the Latin origins? What are the roots of that word? Zaddy. Uh, <laughs> I want to do a spelling bee. Uh, I want to do a spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence? Z a. I will not use that in a sentence. Z a. And what's the country of origin? Z a d d y. Okay, that's simple enough. And and what does it mean? And why would I want it's to be like, uh, I think ladies started using it tell what, about five years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. For like, you didn't necessarily have to have kids. And it's like a, a, a playoff of daddy, obviously. Yeah, I figured. But you could be, you could be a dude with children that was a zaddy if they felt that you were that. Or you could be just a young handsome person and the lady see you in the streets and they like zaddy okay okay so this is if i this is if i i still wanted to uh you know do the best i could with uh trying to attract women it if you did the best you could to attract your wife okay yeah i mean that's still yeah i'm doing that yeah that's, that, i think that's important Okay, so I would. Well, you you to think that's important, not me. Like I was. So I'd want to be a zaddy to her. Yes. yes. Okay. Brother, she'd want what you zad- think I've been trying to tell you for since we met? A zaddy, yes. a zaddy, and a baddie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. you want. That's the perfect marriage. A, a zaddy and a baddie. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I think and this then, is yes. then when, this you, is the you, big. You figured out. This is when the big spark. You've been so helpful because this is the big spark we need approaching decade number three as a married couple. This is great. Thank you. And, Listen, man. You know, hey. Look, when your kids get older and they start having kids, and then you could be a granddaddy. So it just, you, it just. <laughs> I I have you personally never met a granddaddy, so <laughs> you might be doing something. <laughs> hey, you might be doing something. The granddaddy is crazy. A grandma Russ might be looking for a granddaddy. No, uh, or she no, she usually goes younger. She goes usually goes. She, she She's looking for a zaddy. <laughs> she yeah. she is. I was telling Tone before you got on here, man. I am in full dad mode since the end of the season. Since the end of the bear season, I'm always free yeah. in January. By the way, call anytime. I never have any work to do in January. No. Covering the bears, the bears. Make it that far. Yeah, but I was telling him, and this has been true, man. Since I since I started doing this, and um, like you know, probably eight years ago, since I started covering uh, the NFL every year consistently and everything like that, is like the days off are so much more work than the days on. And I love being home and I love being part of the family. It's, I'm not saying that I, I don't want to do this and I would rather be working, but it is more work. 
I am like full on helping with uh, English homework and driving carpools and driving kids to rehearsals and practices and daycares. There, this is a lot. Doing laundry, this is a lot, man. Oh, that uh, honestly, yeah. Your wife is like, I don't feel your house spun the block on you, and then spun again, and then again. Hey, get your ass back in here, bald man. (laughs) I do try to. I do try to make up for it. I am like, you know, I've been gone and I've been trying to make up for lost time. I will say Mm -hmm. today, tone. I took. I I always drive the carpool on Wednesday nights, and there's seven kids. I want to say. Yeah, seven kids, ranging from 10 years old to 13 years old. And it's like three or four families. And I try to drive the carpool as much as I can in the uh, in the offseason, the NFL or the Bears offseason. It's not the NFL's offseason yet. Um, and I took the kids. I volunteered today to take the kids to because they, they just get driven there and then they don't have a lot of social time. So I volunteered today. Hey, I'll pick them up an hour early and take them to Chick-fil-A. And they are energetic kids, man, but they are very good kids. All I have to say is don't throw that ketchup across the restaurant. And they're like, cool, we got it. Okay, Mr. Leisure, no problem. We're not going to do that. Or, hey, stop wrestling on the floor. And they're like, good, you're right. You are right. We shouldn't have been doing that. You are correct. Our bad. We're sorry, Mr. Leisure. (laughs) And it reminded me. And I, I like to, like, I can count on them enough where I can take the kids. There's seven or eight of them. And I can let them take the big table at Chick-fil-A and I can go sit on the opposite side of the restaurant and give them their space. And I don't have to worry about anything crazy. They're not going to disrupt anybody else's meal. They might get a little loud, but it's Chick-fil-A, man. You can be loud at a Chick-fil-A. But it reminded me of a conversation that Tony and I were having while you were gone. And I wanted to get your input on is these are all extremely well-behaved kids. And these are all kids who mostly the number one thing I'm looking for out of other people's kids is will you listen to me if I tell you not to do something? Will you listen to not your parents tell you to stop? And you'll be like, okay, no problem. I, I, an adult's telling me to stop, got it. Um, how? What is your, as a single person who does not have kids, but you are good with kids, my kids love you, uh, what is your tolerance for friends who have misbehaving or out Bad-ass of control? Kids. That's another phrase for it. Yeah, that's another way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> my tolerance. I feel like you answered it by badass. using that term. Badass kids. Yeah. Well, to me, any kids that aren't good are badass kids, right? <laughs> That's how you like right. to me. I've been blessed, like where my my friends' kids, because I know how my friends are. They're kind of like me and kind of like you. Where it's like, and they're not all from the community. <laughs> I have friends who who have kids from the community, and it's like there's certain things that they don't tolerate that the other friends might. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm not a parent, but you're right. I am good with kids, and I've had the responsibility of babysitting, etc. I would say you, you don't, I would, I would say you don't have kids, but I would never describe you, and, and you get annoyed by kids, like on a flight or in a restaurant or something, but I would I think, never describe. I would never, I would never describe you as not liking kids. I would never say (laughs) no, ever. Russ hates kids. I would never say that because you're like you said, you're very, you're very uh, friendly and energetic and like fun with kids. Yes. You'd make a great Um, uncle. 
I, I'm in my uncle bag right now. That's that's my era right now. I'm in my uncle era. And that I need to enjoy for the next couple of years before I get in my z- z- well, I mean many would argue I'm in my zaddy era already, but like my actual father dad era, like Tone is in. Haven't started that yet. Been started my zaddy era though. Tone looks too tired to try to be a zaddy. He just looks tone, too, tone. He just looks wiped we, out. Like like I know he could do it. Tone's zaddy jersey. No, no, no. He's coming back, man. He's going to unretire like Jordan did a couple times. Like, look, Tony, it don't work Tony, that way. There's, there's Zaddy in there. He just, What's he's he? just, look at his face. Look at his eyes. You could see this man is too tired. He's damn near sleep. He can't try to be his daddy right now. Look yeah, at that like, face. As, as, soon, as soon as he starts sleeping through the night and, you know, eat a little bit more solid food and stuff like that and can, you know, communicate a little bit, like, yeah, we're coming back with it. You know, just right now in the early stages, it's just not feasible to be a zaddy right now. I don't feel very zaddy-ish right you, now. Buddy, you barely got like, to like, yo, yo, You barely it, made it to the end of your own sentence. You looked so yo, tired. I talked about it with uh, on Golf's podcast, and I was like, yo, sometimes you got to ask yourself, did I shower today? Because you forget. You get right into, oh, she's crying, feed. All right, well, you know, yes. whatever this baby is is needing at the moment. And then now it's like four o'clock and it's like, yo, is that me or the baby? Oh, <laughs> I will say you That's you wild. historically have been, you know, a little inconsistent, we'll say, on showering. Yeah, I don't think that started with your daughter. Kid. You kind of like, turned it around you, once you, you wanted did. to get. You I mean, you really you're, you're, I would say like he's that. reverting. Like, who am yeah, I watching I, my ass for? That's where right. you were at. He got serious during, during when the he, pandemic. He, during the pandemic, yeah. when it was just me, yeah, I was like, ah, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do the whole house was smelling like corn chips, and he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually right though, because when you're in the thick of it, like my kids are old enough that there aren't really days like that for me, probably for my wife, but not for me. When you're in the thick of it, when they're little, you do all of a sudden realize, like, oh, it's three in the afternoon and I haven't eaten or brushed my teeth once. Today. Yeah, that's another thing too. You forget to eat. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. So I'm my person like, too. Now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. like, Yo, I gotta eat something. But well, my wife definitely needs to eat because you know, she's breastfeeding. So like that's priority number one. Did the baby, did she eat? Because yes. if she don't eat. The baby no, we don't eat. Thank you for explaining breastfeeding. We know. So sometimes I, I forget to eat at times and I'm like, Oh yo, no, I should probably grab something. That doesn't affect the baby, right? That Russ, have you ever impact. have you ever lost a friendship or like have you ever cut off a friendship because the kids, the friends' kids were just like too insane? You're like, that's I can't do this. No, no, I've been blessed. Like uh, my 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 friends that have kids, the kids are very young or old enough where they're like talking to me at the table, like your kids, like old enough to talk and have conversations and stuff like that. Like, I don't I don't have friends who have, like, your kids are either talking to me as an adult or too young to know words. <laughs> no yeah, just right like now. an adorable baby. Yes. Or, or like can converse daughter, on your level. Yeah. Or like two. Or little job. Or 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I haven't come no, across I, this I, yet. Listen, I, I, I love kids, man. I, I, I can't wait for They'll, that time when I have them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm assuming, I'm just getting started here, but based on, you know, on Jason's experience, you know, 
that there's going to be a time where there's going to be a kid that you don't like because your kid <laughs> goes to school or does activities where they're outside of your friend group person mm-hmm, where you're mm-hmm. going to have to interact with people bad and make that decision right if you know because the, see then i'll have to make the determination did you come from a badass parent right like are you only bad? Are you just yes. a product of your environment? Yes. Like you could have had, you still have a chance, but your right. parents ain't shit. Yeah, you'll probably, I'll probably definitely run into that. Because if I got a neighbor kid at uh, at in the yard, like with with my kids and the rest of the neighbor kids, and they're and he's hitting people with a stick, and I'm texting the dad, "Hey, your kids out here beating the other kids with with a stick. You should probably come get him." And there's nothing. Then I'm like, mm, okay. But then there's another, there's another that's actually happened in our neighborhood. There's one kid, a really good kid, like kind of what you're describing, a really good kid. And I don't remember what he said, but he, he said something. He blurted something out really inappropriate. Like uh, it must have been a swear word or something like that uh, toward one of the other kids. And when that kid's dad found out about it, that kid dragged him back over to the house to apologize to the other kids. I'm like, there we go. Mm-hmm. That guy works. Mm-hmm. That This is all right. We can work with this. It's okay. Like, like I don't, kids don't have to be perfect, but when they cross that line, mom or dad's yeah. got to come get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Hogue said it perfectly. Like kids are going to be kids, right? Jason, you make that, you know, playing kids are going to do kid things. The problem is if, you, if the parent doesn't see what you see in the situation and yes. doesn't do anything to correct the situation, that's when the problem comes in. It's like, oh, you gonna let that ride? All right, well, you know, we're gonna see y'all around the way. <laughs> yeah. Also, just we one see y'all around the way. <laughs> there, I've been some places where I'm like, I can't, I can't come back to this house. I like these people, but I can't, I just can't be in their house. <laughs> One other small thing, just if you have a boy in the house who's, I don't know, age two to 15, like wipe up that bathroom before people come over, okay? I've seen seen some house. Dude, I've seen some bathrooms on trains that were cleaner. Like this is, there's there's some rough bathrooms where there's boys in the house. Just, just oh. go in there and wipe that down before I come over. All right. The piss house is kind of wild. Ah, oh, that's not great. You have daughters. Tone got a daughter, so like you're yeah. have good fortune in that regard. But I appreciate that you, as a dude, as a holder of meat, would say eh, you miss a spot sometimes. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we're all better than this. Even the five year old. We're all better than Listen, this. Listen, look. Everybody that had today, we don't talk about it. You're not 100% from the field all the time. Like, you're hovering around 99% from the field. You have yeah. to, like, you wake up, Tone wake up at 3 a.m. to feed his daughter, and he got to go to the bathroom while he's up. He's not going 100% from the field. I don't give a damn. He can't even see straight half the time when he's giving a kid up at that time. So I know he's not knocking down the quarter three. Now, I make sure I increase my field goal percentage by lifting up both seats. Like, I don't take hey. the risk. And sometimes if I do, hey, Tone, I'm high down. percentage shots. He's taking hey, high percentage down. shots, though, mm-hmm. at that time you, of night. Hold on, right what, did to you, the rim. what did you mean when you just said lift up both seats? Well, the top cover, right? The lid. And then the seat. Yeah. You that's know what how. Meant, Jason. No, 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 no. Hold on. So sometimes you don't. Do that? Sometimes you only lift up the lid? 
Yeah. I thought I'm, everyone, yes. I thought every man lifts up the whole thing every time. No. No, That's not stupid. every time. What if I also don't live with a, a woman, so. Yeah, so what do you care? Yeah. No, no, not yeah. every time. Wow. I didn't know. Okay. Well, that's a lot of confidence in your shot. That's good. <laughs> hey, man, if you Ray Allen, but sometimes yeah. at 3 a.m. When he's, when he's awake, you're, you're when awake he is. Look, if I wake up, it, it'd be the equivalent to the flu game. Hey, my shot not going right now. I get no. right to the bucket. So, you know, you got to increase your chances of getting to the High bucket. High percentage shots. I'm with Tone because, like, sometimes you wake up for that, like, mid-sleep bathroom break, and it's dark, too. You ain't. You, you got to get – we're doing dunks and layups at that time of night. Mm-hmm. We are right below the basket. You don't need three-point shots. Why? You're getting right to the rim. You not. This is not the game for three-point shots. They're taking away the three-point bucket with the darkness and the, the haziness. They take away a three-point shot. So you got to get and, right to the rim. Here's, here's my other part, Tone. Here's the other part. You could have a defender there that time of night, whether that be uh-huh. corner bed. Everybody been there. Chair. <laughs> clothes, clothes on the floor, right? Like this. It's a lot of stuff you could you could see at that at that time of night. But uh, now nah, it's got to get high percentage shots middle of the night bathroom break. When Tony gets screamed awake in the middle of the night on one hour of sleep, I'm, I imagine he just uses the shower at that point. Nah, high percentage shot. I mean, it's a higher percentage shot. Can't miss. Because like you're wasting more time. Like now you got to open up the the the, the slide, <laughs> the shower doors. Like just go right to the toilet. Right there, you walking past the toilet to pee in the shower? Like what? That. <laughs> More you talk to tone, the more that makes sense. <laughs> it's a lot of it's not just a one, two, three operation at that point. It's tough, man. There is nothing like getting woken up in the middle of the night on one or two hours of sleep all the time, like he is right now. And and there's a big difference between you wake up on your own in the middle of the night and you wake up out of a deep sleep because someone in your house is screaming and crying. That's rough. Yeah. That's rougher than any alarm clock. You're going to be all right, Tone. You got to wake up, man. You got to wake up, buddy. Come on. Oh, I know man. you're not sleepwalking through golf show. Come on. You got to do your good work here, too. <laughs> oh, welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. Back from across the pond. Yo, what's going on? Looking nice and refreshed and relaxed, like I had hoped he would be. Like he's just coming the, off vacation. The black t-shirt chain combo. I sent this to my friend Chris. You, you well, you guys to know Chris. Uh, he's one of my best friends. Uh, uh, with the turtle, the black shirt with the chain on. I was like, I sent him this meme of the gold Power Ranger. Uh, it was like how all dudes feel with the with the black t-shirt and the the chain going on. And I was like, it's a go-to for this me. Is everybody, it's a go-to. I love it. It's a good look. And like, I didn't like, I I've been home for, mm-hmm. actually all week for various reasons. And I was like, what can I put on for the pot? I'll get hot if I put a hoodie on. Mm. I don't want to put on like gym athleisure. So I'll put on a black tee. It's so nice that you were so nice that you were thinking of us like that. I appreciate that. We got to get oh, Jason in. In the uh the, the black the turtleneck chain combo with the with the pea coat. We had we had me, Jason, Jason. 
Do you talk yeah, about me? You. Oh, okay. You. Hmm. Tone. I don't know if that's a high percentage chakra. Is that part of my zaddy? I mean, that could be part of the zaddy. Maybe. Okay. I gotta, I gotta, we got to see if he's committed to it, though. Because, like, if he's just going to put on, you know, uh, a brewer's cap and a T-shirt, which is his standard attire, right? <laughs> or a Marlins cap and, and a hoodie, like, mm-hmm. he's not going to be committed to it. Like, well, I'm yes. not going to get him a peacoat and a turtleneck if he's not going to be committed to it. Hey, Gustavo, anybody that, you know, retweets our podcast and enjoys our podcast that's familiar with AI, please make an AI-generated version of Zaddy Jason Leisure. Oh, man. We will I'm... repost it, share it to, to, to the world. It'll be hilarious. That's, if you... That'll be interesting. Thanks for putting that call out. Don't. Thanks for putting the bat signal that's up the, on that. That's it. We don't ask the audience to do anything, right? <laughs> we barely ask them to subscribe and share, right? Like, nah, come they, on. This is y'all. They're going to get... Vega gonna get the AI right. He gonna get the AI right for us. <laughs> that is the uh, voice of the littest producer in the game, and perpetually exhausted. Not with dad. child, he not. I would say not littest with child. He's just a producer with child. <laughs> Tony Gill. Yeah, you're right. He becomes in the middle of this. Tony Gill becomes uh, the the world's most average producer. He just does not have the A game. He's just doing the there's. I, Tony, have you done one show on here that you weren't tired since Anaya was born? Oh, since I've been back? No, I haven't done anything where I wasn't tired yet. <laughs> or not tired. We did a show, Russ, one of the weeks you were out, we had Adam Hogan, and we did the show at, like, noon. And and that was, Tone was exhausted for that, too. Like, I don't think there is a good time of day for you right now. No, you just kind of get intermittent naps when you can. You know, if she's sleeping. You try and sleep. Other than that, you see, you don't go. It could be a, a emergency anytime. Damn, the noon tired is crazy, kid. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, I used man. to get when I covered the NBA. I used to get really sleepy at about five o'clock at night, which is such a bad time because I would I would go down. I, I lived like 20 minutes outside of downtown. I would drive into downtown Miami to, in the morning to cover shoot around, and then go back home for the rest of the day. And then come back in like probably around five. And that it is not a good time to be feeling sleepy when you're driving into work. You're about nah, to be see, there from five till midnight. And uh you're was already that before sleepy. you were a Starbucks guy. Were you not drinking no, coffee back then? But uh no, I've been drinking coffee probably since I was in high school. Uh but that was my my daughters were probably five and two at the time or four and one at the time. So it was a little closer to the stage that Tony was in. Um, so, I want, are you up in the coffee usage? Yes. Like I try and get a cup in every day now. And I used to, hate <laughs> well, it's not vitamins. I mean, I mean, it's, it's well, I, he said a cup. I'm like, brother, right you might need a second cup a day. No, nah, no, nah, I limited to one. And that's it, because, you know, I don't need it, like, all the extra caffeine and stuff. I just got to kind of power through everything else with, like, all right, let me get some fruit or something. Um, but, yeah, I, I try to get a cup. Fruit fruit does not have caffeine. You need, like, some tea or something, at least. I do have tea, too, as well. Yeah, there's something. Since she's been born. So. Chai tea, black tea, green, even green tea, something. Uh, correction, do not say chai tea. Do not say chai tea? Yeah, you're saying say tea, 
or T. You're saying T T. You're saying T T. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Helpful correction. You knew that. How did you know that? I'm cultured. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised that you knew it. I'm not surprised that Tony knew it, but I was I was just wondering how Russ knew that. I found out at a young age. So I was really young, and my mom used to drink chai, and she's the one that told me. I was probably 10 or so, where she was like, chai means tea, so you don't have to say chai tea. You can just say chai. Or you I say never tea, knew tea. that. I've been yeah. drinking chai, chai for like 10 or 15 years and didn't know that. Like mm-hmm. we came over my in-laws, Jason. She get, she said, "Do you want some chai, or do you want some tea?" Oh, okay. So she didn't say chai tea because that's that's not a thing. Huh. All right. Well, now I know that. Okay. There you go. That's great, Russ. I think with the uh, with your zaddy idea, I think I am better at. I, I'm more gifted at trying to do the the zaddy endeavor in the summer. I think I might be more of a summer zaddy. I I wouldn't disagree with that. I can wear that's when you have the beard out. Hoochie daddy shorts. Hoochie daddy shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Now now you're thinking. I have pretty good sneakers for a middle-aged suburban dad. I I got I got a good t-shirt collection. It's way more expensive and elaborate to be a winter zaddy. Not necessarily. You can you can you can. You know, do it reasonably inexpensively. Like a nice mock neck or sweater isn't going to set you back. And I feel like to be, I feel like to like do people. the winter zaddy, you got to dress like Jason Goff, and that looks expensive. Well, Jay, yeah, it is. Jay's right. that dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let, let me give, let me just give you the cheat code, Jay. First, okay. hook him up, Tone, because he he doesn't th- like he thinks it's really going to be a uh, an expense. It's really not. You you essentially need just two items, what well, three items, and you can just interchange, you know, the various items. Question one: Do you have a pair of Timberland boots? No. All right, you need some. Do okay. you have? Let me get that down on my list here of uh, what I need. Do you have a pea coat? Uh, also, no. Jason, the hell's wrong with you? I have like a you like Chicago. A, uh, you have a pea coat. I have like a winter coat, like a North Face, uh, no, like a no, coat you go skiing in no, or something. No, but it's no. no, it's not dressy though. It's not dressy. No, it, it don't sound dressy. Okay, so I need Timberland boots, and I need uh, no. Well, first of all, don't say it like that. Don't Timberland. You're my man. You're no, 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 no. Just say Timberland boots. Timberland boots. No, see, you're doing this thing where you just gotta be doing a thing. Who's the producer? Who's the producer that that made all? No, listen to the tone. Listen to the tone. Listen to the tone. Listen to the tone. You you always think I'm doing a thing, and uh, half the time it's that I just (laughs) can't pronounce whatever you're saying correctly. You be doing the thing. Listen to the tone. Tell us it. Who's who's the producer that produces a lot of Justin Timberlake's music? Timberland. All right, now you're doing the thing. No. Well, no, I'm not. I'm trying to say it right. <laughs> no, he, he's not at an amusement park. <laughs> it, does, it does sound like a, it does sound like an amuse, amusement park, like a lumberjack. No, theme, uh, no. Park. Timberland. No, 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 no. Here's our mascot. Yeah, you're, my, you're my, you're my man, Hunter Grant, and you don't even, okay. you don't be coming on here. And you for the cause, but that's the whitest shit I've ever heard you say. 
This you're reminding me of my music teacher when she was teaching me how to play piano, and it's like no matter how I played it, it was wrong. I'm trying. I'm trying. Just say Tim's. Tim's. Timbaland. Can you say Tim's? Timbaland. Tim's. Timbaland. Do you? Am I saying if it right? I asked Timbaland. you. If I asked Tone what he has on, Tone would say, "Oh, these are my Tim's." You can avoid okay. the whole thing. Just say Tim's. Okay. Because I don't want you to be in the right. streets and say Timberland, and then you get beat up. All right. Then they'll take them from you. They, you don't deserve these. <laughs> and, and, and you're saying they would be justified. Yes. So I might beat yeah. you up. Yeah. I might beat you up. Okay. So I need a pea coat and I need some Tim's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pea coat, Tim's. So that's why. But then how do I say how do I say how do I say the music producer's name then? I can't just call him Tim's. You can call him Timbo. Okay, Timbo. I can say that. But yeah, yeah. that's and then you don't look like you nice liked look. the way that sounded coming out of my mouth. I didn't like. I didn't you know, like how it came from you. But like, we'll, we'll workshop yeah. it. It's fine. It sounds like what you say to like Tim in accounting. Like, hey, happy Monday, Timbo. Yeah, you, you said it like Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Timbo. You said it like Jimbo, and I don't like that. See the game last night, Timbo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I, can, I shouldn't I, have done that. I don't know how to say it right, and I don't know how to say it in a way that doesn't bother you. But I do see why it bothers you. I get it. All right. Is there a third thing? What's the third thing besides the Tims and the peacoat that I need to be a winter a sweater, A sweater of I some sort. Now, I, I wouldn't even say you need a, a, a sweater. If you got a nice chain on and you just kind of shining a little bit. He's not a chain the, guy. You, you, uh, you can put the peacoat over a hoodie. You can, be, you can put the peacoat over, you know, as long as you got like some nice jeans on. That's the thing. You need jeans. Okay. Jeans or some right. slacks. Okay. With some. So your your list of three you, things is at like six right now. Well, I'm, I'm saying those things can be just kind of what I. It's kind of what I expected. It's kind of what I expected. Clothes. No, what I'm saying is that the the inside the peacoat can be interchangeable. So that you're gonna have to put on a shirt. I'm not saying go out He's shirtless. Not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so bare it's chest and peacoat. Yes. Right. I was planning on wearing a shirt. That was a given. But I'm so, glad you made yeah, sure. You put, glad you. Yeah, just put the peacoat over it. We'll get you some nice slacks. Again, also interchangeable and some boots. There you go. You just entered Zaddy step one. Okay. All right. That all right. I'm gonna work on that for next winter. I feel like this winter ship has already sailed. It's late January. What that mean here? But I'm gonna be ready for yeah, that's right. We still have three, four, five more months. <laughs> you can you can get it off here until June, honestly. <laughs> June first. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the semi-littest producer in the game, I guess, Tony, the Tony Gill, the half awake producer is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You want to go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA right now to take advantage of their Valentine's Day sale. So we're doing this in late January. You got time to get your Valentine's Day in order. And you might be sitting there thinking like Valentine's Day, big deal. But I assure you that your wife or girlfriend is not sitting there thinking that same thing. They're expecting you to do something for Valentine's Day, and this is a good idea. Their Valentine's Day sale at Sheets and Giggles is buy a mattress, which you should do anyway, and get any two items free. So you could basically outfit the whole bed off this Valentine's sale by buying a mattress. Tone, why would Sheets and Giggles be a good Valentine's Day gift? Oh, because they, I mean, is there a better time to hug a butt? Then on Valentine's Day, hug the butt of your lover. 
Chiefs and giggles do that for you. And also set the mood right, right? You know, set the scene. No, the national day of love. Yeah. Why not make love on the sheets and giggles? There you go. They're machine. They're machine washable, by the way. If you know, you know. If you know, we talking about. You understand me? Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Hit up their Valentine's Day sale. You will be glad that you did. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with them gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500. Just use promo code ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. We're going to get into Russ's European vacation and a lot else after the break. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Russ, do your parents follow all your social medias? Are they on your I know they are following you on Twitter and yeah, stuff like they're that. They're both are on they? IG. They're okay, both they're on, on your they're on IG. Okay. Do they have they're IG? They're more on social media than you are, if that answers your question. Okay. So are my parents are too. My parents, my mom specifically follows you on IG. And I know this because she either texted me or told me the other day, something like, looks like Russ is having fun in Amsterdam. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to reset my Instagram password and log in to figure out what's going on. Uh, She was right. She was right. Okay. So. Uh, much like me, a lot of the audience probably doesn't know all the details of where you've been and what you've been doing for the last several weeks. Can you catch everybody up? Yeah. So I, uh, I went to Europe for a couple of weeks, um, went to London, Amsterdam and Paris. And so had been to London last year, actually had never been to Amsterdam and Paris before. And you know, was really excited to kind of see some new places on vacation. And I had an absolute blast one it was much needed uh at this point in my life just for a lot of different reasons but i also like love to travel i love to see new places i love um culture i love history uh, i love food so all those things you can get in europe i get to hear different languages i get to have you know practice a new language that i don't speak and so all those various things were was were super fun. Um, and I think the the coolest part is like with Amsterdam, you read about the canals in books, right? And you see it on TV and then like you're walking and there's a canal 
right? You hear about the red light district and then it's right there um, with Paris. Like you see the Eiffel Tower and movies and books and documentaries and then boom, it's right there in front of you or the Arc de Triomphe or the Champs-Élysées or all these really cool things. And to be there and to be, you know, to experience it, it was really cool, right? And so I tried to do as much as possible to see as much as possible. Uh, I walked everywhere, three really great walking cities. Like I think I averaged like 25,000 steps a day, um, which helped because you're eating so much good food, right? You need to walk <laughs> right. around and burn yeah. a lot of that off. Um, but now, man, it was it was awesome. Like I, I say it all the time. I said it after my trip last year. If you have the opportunity, and I know it, I speak from a privileged place in that regard, um, but if you have a chance to go somewhere, you don't have to go to three different cities or whatever. You can go somewhere in the world that you've never been before or be able to travel do that because being able to see how the other side of the world lives or you know to see a new culture to eat different food to meet new people like all that it's super important uh and so yeah like to even like i flew to london and then i took the train to amsterdam and paris and even that was a super cool experience in and of itself because it you see the countryside of france and belgium and uh, the Netherlands, they feed you and the food's good on the train. Like it's there's all this different stuff that was uh, that was awesome. So it was a great trip, you know, saw a lot of cool stuff, did a lot of cool stuff, you know, went to the Louvre, saw the Mona Lisa in person, all that. I thought that since you mentioned the Louvre, I thought when we went there a few years back. That's you need like two or three days to go through the Louvre. One thousand. It's so enormous. And they have so much cool stuff. Like I always thought the Met was probably one of the coolest things I'd ever been to. And the Louvre has got more than the Met has. It's pretty impressive. I agree with you that that, if you have the money, that's a good way to spend it. That's a good thing to spend it on. That is a, that is in, in a way like an investment in your life experience. And even, even little things like going to, uh, uh, London or Paris and figuring out their transportation and yes. figuring out the streets yes. and figuring out how to get around. That's, that's kind of, it's good experience. It kind of makes you more capable and confident. I think, be, yes, you're a hundred percent correct. Um, like to be able to get on the tube in London and get your, get around all of London is fun for me. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the benefits of living here is that we get that public transit, uh, you know, real world stuff very early in life. Many of us do like people saying in Chicago. Yes. Kids who have to take or um, the uh, the train to school. I have no kids since I was, you know, really young that took the train to school or to have to take the bus to school. And I'm talking like CTA, not the, uh, you know, the, the yellow bus. But I think all that stuff is fun for me. Like, okay, what train line do I take? And where do we get to help me? How many stops? All that. Um, but yeah, I think that is a, 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 and, and and I, I know we talk about the, if you have the opportunity and the money to do it, it's actually not as expensive as some people might think. Like taking the train from country to country is a really inexpensive way to get to some of these places. Um, I think the, the flight get over to get over there is the one, 
But like once you're in like a London or an Amsterdam or a Paris or a Germany or whatever, you can get from city to city pretty easily. Like for them, the two hour drive or two hour train ride is like us driving from here to Milwaukee or here to Detroit or here yeah. to Iowa, except going from state to state, you're in a different country. I think when I went, I went, I went to London for work like five years ago and I had my, anyway, I had my wife and kids meet me in Paris after that. But I think, you know, it's usually like 500 to a thousand bucks to fly over there, mm -hmm. wherever you're going, whether it's Paris, mm -hmm. London, Rome. But once you're there, I, I think my flight from London to Paris one way was like 75 bucks. Yes. Next on like now. British Airways too, right? It's not Yeah, like, on a real airline. Yeah. On yeah, Air yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nothing. Tone, um, if you could, if you go could go, if you could go to another country, like a country that is not, not North America or Central America. So yeah, you have to places. really go outside, you know? Yeah. Two places. Okay. Where would you want to go? Israel and Japan. Okay. You had those ready, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two places I really want to go. Okay. Why? Tone is such a God fearing man. I know that's why he said Israel. I am. Well, that's why he said Israel, but why he said Japan <laughs> is probably. It's probably because uh, he's a God fearing man. <laughs> it's probably Goku is his reason or something for Japan. Yeah. I mean, Tokyo, uh, a lot of technology, uh, anime hub of the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big uh -huh. fan of uh, the genre. Uh, and yeah, yeah. You know, Israel, a lot of biblical ties, you know, that I want to see with my own eyes. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, those are the two places I really want to go. Okay. And and probably Rome. Rome was, I went to Rome a long time ago. It was very cool. I think you would like Rome. Um, and one of the cool things is about going into these places is that you can get around. Russ said it's cool. He enjoys learning the languages, and Russ is gifted in that way. Like Russ is good at Russ is bilingual. Russ is good at learning other languages, and probably you, I'm guessing you got around okay with your French and your Dutch for a week. Um, hey, Russ, you got to get the tongues. <laughs> Shut up! But every pretty much, every, pretty <laughs> but much. We're speaking of it, like legitimately, like we're talking. Yes. But pretty much the, everywhere, pretty much everywhere <laughs> in the world speaks English as a second language. Like pretty much everywhere in the world, you can get around on English if you have. To. It it might be my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the entire vacation because I would meet these people, and one would be like, "Yeah, I know like four languages," or "Yeah, I know five. I'm like five. That's yeah, I know insane. Like I know, and I'm, and I'm sitting here looking at these people, and I'm just like, "Wow, that's so cool." I'm sitting here knowing two, and I'm like, nah, I need to get my shit up. Like, I, you're you're speaking English, which is your third language. Um, you're speaking English to me, but you speak French, you speak Dutch, you speak German. Uh, I met somebody that spoke Greek and all those other languages. Russians in there, like one speaks Arabic, Aramaic. I would like, <laughs> you mean like Aramaic, like Jesus? I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> so like, it was so cool getting all those experiences hearing that being able to be somewhere and i won't lie to you the first day i was in france not as much the the netherlands but in france the first day i was a little nervous right mm -hmm. because i like, words nervous what 
It's not like you said it's nervous. I was like, oh, no, 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 oh. no, no, that's no. Dutch. They, <laughs> that's it, Dutch. They blend, the words blend together. Yeah. But I was nervous because it's like, man, the, English, not the first language here. And probably not the second language here, depending on where you go. And so like to go, even going into Starbucks mm-hmm. that morning, it's what made me kind of learn. How do you say, do you speak English in French? Right. So I'd walk in. Ah, bonjour, monsieur. And then we say, what would you like? But they'd say it in French. And I'd be like, ah, parlez anglais. And they'd be like, ah, little. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd be able to order. Uh, but you learn how to and say. They with the understand me. No, I wouldn't do that. Tom. <laughs> uh, but you say merci, merci beaucoup, which is thank you, you very much. No, they don't have. I don't know if that translates to other languages. Uh, when, but uh, no, it was cool. When we went to Paris a few years back, we took the kids. We were there for a couple of weeks, and they were working on the language before we got there. And they wanted to learn how to ask people if they could pet their dog. So they learned how to, because the kids, my kids love dogs. Uh, so they learned how to say in French, can I please pet your dog? But that's a lot different than, you know, can I have a baguette or where's the bathroom or, or, or do you have any cheese or which way is the Eiffel Tower? Like that is not a touristy phrase. So when you rattle off, you know, can I pet your dog, please? People think French. you speak French. Oh, they're French. like, oh, you're from here like us. And they start talking back to you in really fast French and it was going nowhere. Um, when we went, when I went with my dad to Italy, it was like 15 years ago. And I think from my experience, I haven't been that many places, but they seem to appreciate if you try to speak their language. They seem to like that you don't just walk around assuming everyone's going to cater to me because I speak English. I'm not even going to make an effort to learn how to say please and thank you. That's like bare minimum. Exactly. If if it's an extremely difficult language, like learning uh, a language where they don't even use our alphabet, like learning Japanese or learning Chinese would be extremely hard. At least learn how to say please and thank you in that language. Yes. Because they'll probably understand you in English. They'll probably be able to follow enough of your English. And if you could just throw in a thank you at the end of that in their language, I think that goes a long way. Um, My dad, when we were in Rome, Russ, he he didn't get very far trying to speak Italian. And he realized that they understood English pretty well. And but without realizing it, about two days in, he started resorting to speaking to the Italians in broken English. My dad, who, you know, has spoken English his entire life, right. kind of un- un- unknowingly, like didn't really realize he was doing this kind of slid into speaking English the way he thought they would speak English. And and more than anything, ended up sounding like Borat. Because <laughs> we'd go to a place and my dad would be like, this is, uh, this is uh, my uh, son. He, um, he like it a coffee. I'm like, Dad, you speak English. <laughs> like what it are you a coffee is yeah. crazy. You want the coffee? <laughs> you oh uh, you God. have a, the coffee? Like, Dad, don't. That makes it harder for them to understand you. You you know English. They don't, maybe, but you do. You could speak English correctly. Yeah, no, I, I low-key feel them, though. Um, because <laughs> well, you start kind of repeating what you're you hearing. Because they are speaking it. kind of broken English in a lot of cases because it's it's a not it's not their main language. Like you go to so London he, for you go to London for two days and you're like saying things back with like this Britishy flow. <laughs> you especially you, you love that. Tell, uh, tell me the I truth. Do. You were speaking you were speaking a British accent over there, weren't you? Yeah, cheers, bro. <laughs> I knew he was. 
So they're talking yeah, like you Idris do, Elba. But it, it, like you, even if you're not trying, I do think being immersed somewhere, you're gonna be picking some of that up. Um, so I'm not, I'm not even mad at your dad for doing that. He liked the coffee. It's hilarious though. Um, but not like was, I go ahead. What was the best you felt over there? What was the coolest experience you had? Uh, maybe you can't pick the coolest, but what was one cool experience where that you had where you're sitting there like, this is great. This, I'm really glad I did this. This is great. Tell him sit this one out. Um, <laughs> uh, there were two. One oh, in Amsterdam. This is gonna, there's going to be a lot of French here. Okay. No, one in Amsterdam. Tone. Uh, no, mute yourself. Mute, he, uh, no, mute yourself back. One in one in France, one in Amsterdam. Uh, in Amsterdam, I was able to do a really cool thing, the Amsterdam Festival of Lights. And every year, um, artists from the Netherlands design cool pieces of art to go along the canals. Some mm-hmm. are actually in the canals. And it happens you like you get to go at nighttime and like to be in like a heated boat on the canal it's really cool there's a a guy that explains you know everything and all the pieces of artwork and the theme um he does it in english um there's wine on the boat which is really cool but it was just really nice to kind of see that and to be like i'm looking down at these canals and there's a really cool shot i have I think it's on my my IG story, my IG of like one of the most popular photos in the world of like the the seven bridges that converge. And if you look down this one canal, you see all the bridges lit up. It's really nice. Um, And so that was a really cool moment. Right. Uh, I also learned why prostitution is legal in the in Amsterdam. So we're going down the canal and the guy was just like, now there's going to be a couple of minutes before we get to our next piece of art. But you're going to see here one of the larger houses here in Amsterdam. And he was like, that was a home for widows for centuries in Amsterdam. And what happened was in the early you know, 1500s and whatnot, the Netherlands was one of the richest countries in the world because of exploration. Because, you know, you go, send the ships, they come back, bring stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. But sometimes when you were going to explore, brothers wasn't coming back, which would leave a lot of widows. What Travel was a with, lot different back then. Yes. You go somewhere and get off the boat. Probably sometimes you wouldn't get back on. And so what ended up happening was a lot of those ladies would be widows and have to find different ways to get income. And so they said we would much rather, very ahead of its time, we would much rather have these ladies making their money in behind closed doors than panhandling on the street. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know, I I get it. Like, I, 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 it kind of makes sense. Like, I, obviously, however you feel about the, the moral part of it, but like, I kind of understand them. I appreciate that they were just like, you know, we're not going to throw these ladies in jail for trying to make money because their husband got killed trying to explore the new world, you know. Um, but, yeah, so that was a really cool moment, the 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 boat on the canal. In France, there were a lot I could have chose. The last night I was there, I wanted to see the Eiffel Tower one more time, and my hotel was actually maybe three blocks away. So mm-hmm. I go... 
take a beautiful shot of the Eiffel Tower at night. It's lit up and there's music playing in the background. It's really pretty, very romantic. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm sad that I got to leave tomorrow. And I turn to walk away. And then as I'm walking away, I see everybody's phone come out. And I had waited all week to see it lit up, but like doing the sparkling lights thing. And I turn mm-hmm. around and it's lit up sparkling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what I waited all week for. My last night here, got the video. It looked really cool. It's on my uh, my Instagram. But like that was a really cool moment to be like, wow, this is one of the most beautiful uh, landmarks in the world. One of the most popular landmarks in the world. And like I get, it's right here. And I've gotten to walk past it every day for five days. What uh, what was the, probably uh, what was a, like the funniest thing that happened to you on this trip? Um, funniest thing that happened probably in France, in Paris. Two days. It took me two days to realize that you don't just say bonjour all the time to say hello. Like at night, you say bonsoir. I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't either. So I'm. You say bonjour. they're walking around telling everyone good morning at night. Yes. Okay. Technically, you do it. Bonjour is hello, but you say it from morning to like four o'clock or five o'clock. When it gets dark, you say bonsoir. Um, so I felt dumb the second day I was there, but it's like I mean I didn't know, but it was fine. It was fine. What's What's next for you? Do you think? Oh man, yeah, not, I've knocked some big ones off the list. London, Paris, Amsterdam. Um Lisbon is on the short list. Barcelona, Madrid on the short list. All those kind of I'll probably hit all three if I do decide to do one of those. Um Dubai is actually on the list. I had a a friend that I met in Paris. I think why are you, why, don't mute yourself. Don't mute yourself. Why are you don't smiling? Mute yourself. Why are you smiling that much? Because I was trying to shut up. I like don't. my friends too. I talk all the time about friends, and I, I don't. You do. I don't smile like that. I'm gonna for this. I'll call her the attorney. Keep it discreet. Um, she works in Dubai often, okay. and I, I. It was something I thought of before. But like she was explaining it, and I'm like, damn, that sounds super lit. So Dubai's definitely on the list. It sounds expensive to go there though, because like everybody drives like a Bugatti or or uh, mm-hmm. something like that, Lambo, Ferrari, Cullinan. So maybe I got to get my bread up a little bit more before I can go to uh, Dubai. But yeah, I think those are on the list. Uh, Denmark. Maybe Copenhagen, something like that, something cool. Um, oh, Greece, Athens, or uh, yeah. Santorini. Mykonos, not as much anymore because uh, somebody I knew who was Greek said it's like ninety percent Americans who just want to party. And I'm not gonna lie to you, partying is cool, but like that's like a one two night thing. I'm not trying to do that every night. I'm so you can do that here. I mean, yes, you, you can do that in Nashville. <laughs> yes, you catch a night. Nashville, South Beach, LA, you're going to have a good time. Like, I don't need to do that seven days in a row and spend uh, a premium to do it. So, no, those are, those are on the list. But, like, yeah, man, I think, uh, 
I'm definitely going to – I like this thing that I do of trying to hit multiple at a time, especially mm-hmm. if they're within reasonable distance where it's like I'm going to maximize the time here. So my only regret the entire trip is that I didn't spend one more day in Amsterdam. Hmm. I had three days, two nights. I probably would have spent three days, four nights or four days or three days, three nights. Um but Paris was the perfect amount of time. You're correct about the Louvre, though. We just went to the uh, the wing that had the Mona Lisa and the sculptures. We didn't even make it to the other two. So definitely got to go back to hit those other two. So you guys, uh, being over in Europe had me thinking, like, I was on my flight back knowing that I'd have the pod. And I'm like, oh, man, I got some cool stuff for those dudes. Um, so we've been very in much into this. Jason has didn't know what a, a zaddy was coming into today <laughs> and us trying to get him there. Um, mm-hmm. And you were just talking about, you know, because you've been with your wife for 45 years now. Some, yeah, ballpark. Yeah. Tone's been with his wife for like dating for the I was dating three years ago. You got married a, a little bit over a year ago. And you dated for a year before that, yeah? So, like, we're going to year three of the togetherness. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, so I had it right. Um, So, Paris especially, but even Mm -hmm. Amsterdam to a degree, and London, very romantic cities. Mm -hmm. Very romantic cities. So, I got to ask y'all this. Are y'all PDA dudes? Jason, I, I'm expecting an answer from you because you've been married for so long. And Tone, I don't know with you. You could be a wild card, but like you and your 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 I I love my wife bag, which is what y'all in right now. Like, do y'all are you just a peck on the cheek guy? Do you hold hands? Y'all yeah, nestled up. Yeah, I'm a I'm a PDA guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am too, but not to the point of uh, where it would offend Grandma Russ's sensibilities. That's lame. Why? Take Grandma Russ out of the equation. We're talking about real people. Anybody's grandma. I. It's not. I. I would never be uh, where I think uh, it would cross the line of being inappropriate. Hey, that's yeah, the like, best, though. I need. I need to know. Like, I. I would like everybody to know that this is my wife. And we're not friends and we're not dating. Like, this is my wife. We hold hands. You may get a, a smooch in there, yeah. you know, but, you know, overall, like the sense when we go out, I want people to know don't be mistaken. This is my wife. And I love my wife. I'm not looking, I'm not perusing to see, you know, <laughs> what's, what's out there or who's watching. But the setting needs to know the energy that you bring is you. If you are coming up to us, waiter, waitress, person of note, random stranger, you're you're invading the space of me and my wife. I'm not I, just an individual out, out here just, you know, looking, you know. So that's that's kind of my my point with the PDA is one. I do love my wife. I want to be expressive in, in my love in front of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so she is also validated and you know, uh, uh, things of that nature to know, like, hey, no, he just doesn't, you know, want to kiss me, you know, at home. Like, 
he is proud of me and, and proud of the way I look and the way I go about myself in public. So yeah, all those things kind of mixed in is kind of why I make sure that I do PDA. And just because, you know, I'm, you know, feels good, you know? Yeah. yeah right there. Yeah. You know, it feels nice. I, I think, well, one, I think I don't, I think people are, I think your point is, I want the people to know that this is the person I am with. This is my partner or person. Like, people are not going to say, oh, he's married to her with the way he holds her hand. He's just like, all right, they're together. <laughs> they're together. Um, but I, 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 I appreciate that that response, Tone. I, I like that a lot. I am a, a big hand holder. I'm also a, a, a PDA guy. But Jay, it sounds like if we are out, and you catch my version, she'll be like, oh, Russ. Dang. Like your face I, needs a co- even kind of tore up right now. Like, I think well, I think we're saying that I think we're all saying the same thing. I don't think I, we are at all. I think we are. I don't think we are. Like, no one would see me and my wife out and think we're just coworkers or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> But you also wouldn't have to like wait for us to finish before you can ask us something, or you know, like you, you don't. So f- you, you're. We're all team. We're holding hands. Yes. I. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're all like, team. All yes. I'm. I. I. Yes. We're all team. Hand around the lower waist guy. Yes. yes. Ah, there we go, my guys. I knew that I wouldn't let me down. Um. Yeah. Are, but see, I, this is where I think we diverge. I don't think we're all tongue in public, guys. Yeah, nah. No, nah, we're not doing that, That's probably. Right. I mean, I'm on board, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. Let's go. He said, I'm on board. I just wanted to be known. Jason is on board. There are times where it's like we're going to a family get together. We're going to like uh, Thanksgiving or something. I'm like I'm not really like in the mood for that. Why don't we just like make out in the corner while they have Thanksgiving or something? Oh, like I'm with you. That's yeah. it. My wife's Bro, not going to wipe down for the grandma. Yeah, grandma. Guess what? You know how you got them grandbabies. This. <laughs> now, nah. what I what I love to do is, um. You know the the jokes, right? Like that joke. I, I love that joke just to make it awkward for everybody. I'm like, hey, gotta, gotta, hey, we gotta go. We gotta start on baby number two. You understand me? You know what was the what was the thing that uh, what was the thing that Herb Howard said his relative always used to tell him when he was leaving a family get together? Like it's about to be me and your auntie gotta go. It's about to be ten toes up, ten toes down, or something like that. <laughs> Do I have that right. I don't that's think that's a, a reference to uh, that. Is sick. Herb Howard <laughs> said something like that. Yeah, it was just look. We get ready to go. We about to leave the house. We need everybody down here, ten toes down. But if you really think about what no, Jason no, said, no, I think you need to re-listen to that episode. I think Herb Howard was, dis- I don't think was that saying was something much, reference. much different. Well, I don't think we'll, we'll have to check either. the tape. We can ask. Yeah, we can ask her. But nah, I'm uh. I am not afraid of the, hey, man, y'all might see this tongue out here. <laughs> and I'm not, and it's not, and it's not even like a gross version of it either. But it's just like an extended version of the the kiss with the person that you're, you're with. 
I mean, I don't know. It it depends on on the setting, right? You know, like if if we were family and stuff, it's a family gathering. And like, I'm saying we're out. I'm not saying family gathering, mm-hmm. but we're out. I know that's out for y'all, but like, yeah, <laughs> right. You're, let's it say is, you're you're, right. in the, you're you're in the streets, right? Like you're going out to dinner. Y'all catch a yeah. show, a movie. Y'all downtown. Y'all walking somewhere. You're waiting for the elevator. Maybe you're in the elevator, but it's just y'all two. Like, are you? I don't think I don't think my wife wants uh, I, I, my wife's too proper. I think I don't think my wife wants us to be making out in the hotel lobby. Damn! Come on, Ashley. Like we got a room. Nah. It's, this is the pregame. This <laughs> <laughs> is the pregame. Maybe in the back of a car. She might go for that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's let that's that's proper. In comparison, so like, are are y'all? So this leads to this. Are you the romance guy? Is that your bag? Like, we because I I'll get in my romance bag. Like, I'll book us a little late night boat, mm. candle lit, got some wine chilling already, type of thing. But like it, but everybody. They show their, they express their love for their person in different ways. Oh yeah, so no, I maybe know me being about. romance guy, or some some people might be flowers guy. Some people might be I'm gonna cook us a five star meal at the crib guy, and I'm gonna have a little apron on with the candles. Yeah. Like everybody does their thing different. No, I dig what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I mean, like when we get back from the Applebee's, I've got the microwave popcorn already out. It's ready to go. Microwave door is open. You know what I'm saying. Not the only thing that's open. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I, I will, I'm going to give you this because you're actually getting into something. I mm. think one of the most romantic things is a movie night romance. Mm. Popcorn, little wine, blanket. Dog, I, I don't know. There are very few things, especially if you don't want to go out, or it's one of those times. It's like oh, I just want to do something in. You, you, man, you're getting it off with the with the movie and the wine. The fireplace in the winter time. Oh, I mean, oh. we don't. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. You're with a bona fide zaddy right now. <laughs> I mean, you don't say it. You let them say it. <laughs> I think calling yourself zaddy on the date. She's going home. (laughs) All right. So before we do the news, we need some clarification. And and I'm well aware because you guys taught me the phrase 10 toes down on this show years ago. And that means like you're committed to something, right? Yes. Yeah. But what Herb Howard told us, if I'm remembering correctly, was something to the effect of when his relative would lead, leave a family barbecue or get together or something, he would tell Herb Howard, like age five at the time, me and your auntie got to go. It's about to be 10 toes up, 10 toes down. Go ahead. Play the clip, Tom. I was about to censor myself. 
for what popped into my head when you talk about old man phrases. And then you went right into it when you were talking about relations. My entire childhood, my great uncle, my mom's uncle, right? Every time we were at a function, a family function, mm-hmm. when he was time to go, he was a loud man. He got kicked out of one of my football games for cursing out a referee. He's just this big, loud man. But every time he was ready to leave a family function, he would be like, yo, nephew, I'm about to go. No, he's like, yo, nephew, me and your auntie about to go. It's about to be 10 toes up, 10 toes down. Oh, my. Okay. That's a lot. Know what that, I'm like five. I don't know what this means ever. Like the whole time, like he was dead and gone before I knew what that ever meant. And he had said it to me no less than 35 times. <laughs> yo, nephew, me and auntie about to get out of here. It's about to be 10 toes up, 10 toes down. I'm like. Okay. That's a a warm memory from Herb Howard's childhood. So Tone was wondering if this was going to be Tone. Tone was you were disputing that this was sexual in nature, as I recalled it. I didn't pick up what he was putting down on on Uh, that front. Well, you can. It can be funnier. I could be wrong. it can be funnier to you now because Herb Howard, I've texted him during the break and he has confirmed it was 1000% very sexual. Does he remember which is, what we were talking which about? <laughs> is part of that's a good point. When you're texting Herb Howard at 9 p.m., you don't know what you're going to get. But he says, he says it meant quite literally that his toes would be pointing up while her toes were pointing down. But it's fine. It's okay. Do you, do you, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do the news. Tone I, I, and Russ, I want to run through some uh, coaching updates from around the world of sports for you guys. Hey, because I uh, I'm going to let you know right now. I did not watch anything while I was gone. Mm. Well, much like basketball, I watched like I lasted the last two minutes of the Lions game at like 2 a.m. Uh, in France, <laughs> just because I wanted to see if it would happen. And it did. Yeah. And I texted you and her power because y'all owe me dinner. You're very pleased and you were very correct <laughs> about the Lions. Yo, if they if they win the Super Bowl, I'm never letting y'all live it down. I'm just letting y'all know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, much like you in the United States, Doc Rivers is back, baby. Jeez, man. The Milwaukee Bucks fired Adrian Griffin, who was I, – I didn't realize things were going badly in Milwaukee because I just wasn't following it closely enough. I saw their 30 and 13 thinking smooth sailing, uh, but they fired him. And now Doc Rivers, interestingly enough, Doc Rivers was acting as kind of a mentor or a counselor to Adrian Griffin during some of his um, tribulations, coaching the Bucks to a 30 and 13 record, by the way. And now he's replacing him. Tone, what do you think of that? He sneaked down on his old lady. You know, he was peeping. You like, hey, you know, talk to me about it. You know, let let me help you in your relationship. Oh, yeah, it feels like dirty macking. It feels like dirty yeah, macking. You're, you're that song. You know, I, I wish he didn't trust me so much. This is exactly what that situation is. Go look it up. All right. to, to be to, yo getting fired, being twenty games over five hundred is crazy. In your That's, first season. Yeah. In your mm-hmm. first year, we got fired games over half a season in, and he's got the second best record in the East. I but must have hated that man. Now, I read an article. I read a very detailed article uh, on ESPN by Jamal Collier and Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, shout out Jamal. And they laid it out 
they laid out a lot of quotes. This was some of it was sourced information and some of it was very public quotes from people, including Giannis, uh, from along the way of the last several months. And if I had been paying attention closer to what was going on in Milwaukee, as these two have been, I would have seen this coming because there were there seemed to be they were highlighting a lot of red flags along the way where you could see this coming. So even though they were 30 and 13, I like a team saying we're not good enough no matter what the record is. I do like that. I don't know nec- I don't know enough about Adrian Griffin and about their process of whether they did him wrong or anything like that, but I do like not being satisfied when you have a team like that. When you trade it for Lillard and you have Giannis and you have Middleton, like you're expecting to be the best team in the league when you do that. This is the only way I think Doc wins another ring. In like Milwaukee? Ready, ready, ready made. Something that's already NBA good to go. Championship yeah. contender already. Like the whole building something, that's not. Like I, I love Doc. And I think this is the thing that people who like tone, watch lots of basketball, love basketball. It's just like, ah, Doc's a good people, but like, he got a long ride off that champion one championship in Boston. You know, it, it's also a weird thing because it's like, why did you hire a first time head coach then? Like they did everything backwards, right? Yeah. Like Chris Haynes, when it first came out, I don't know if they wanted this information out, but they talked about he talked about it and they talked about it on the TNT broadcast. Is they went into this offseason planning to rebuild. Like, Giannis didn't sign an extension. He was talking about leaving. They mm-hmm. didn't know what Chris Middleton was. They were prepared. Yeah. So they made the chance of hiring a first-time head coach to prepare for a rebuild. Giannis but, signed uh, after they traded for Lillard. You're right. 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 So they kind of did this all kind of in a weird way, not assuming or not preparing. Like, no, we plan to keep Giannis. We plan to do what we can to keep Giannis and trying to keep winning these championships. But then you go and hire, you know, uh, it was, it, it just felt weird. Like they didn't know what was going on in their own building. And a lot of things got misconstrued as they went along the off season. So they, this is on them and this is on Giannis because Giannis wanted him to, you know, he had a hand in in the hiring, so this was all bad for on I think on Milwaukee's part. Hopefully, they kind of get it right and get their business in order. So, I will say whatever your objections are to Doc Rivers, it's not a bad pivot if you feel like you have to pivot. You know that's you could do a lot worse mid season with a really good team than Doc Rivers. Yeah. Uh, in the NFL, just to catch you up, Russ, um, Jim Harbaugh, the Chargers lured him away from Michigan, where he won the, the championship. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are perhaps close to uh, making a deal to hire Bill Belichick. And uh, the Bears are fine with Matt Eberflus. I don't mind Shane, Shane Waldron. I don't, I don't mind him. He's got a resume. Tom, I'm not gonna even pretend I knew who the fuck that was before they hired him. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a part of some teams, some some really good teams. So we'll see. And then in uh in college football, um Snoop Dogg, you know Snoop coaches youth football and has done that mm-hmm, for a very mm-hmm. long time. Uh Snoop says that he will not be pursuing any college football jobs. Here's what he said. 
And now, Tony Gill reads. All right. Well, we got Snoop. Jason Where's Tony Davis. Gill with glasses? He's not here. Yeah, he's not here. You're going to have to catch him next week. Did he have a baby, yeah, I don't, too? I don't, know where, I don't know where I put the glasses, to be honest. You don't know where anything is right now, man. No. You don't know where you are right now. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> All right. What did Snoop say, Tone? Snoop Dogg speaking to the messenger about whether he ever tried to coach college football. That sounds like a entity that I get the streets news from, the messenger. <laughs> I have a funny story about them when we get off the podcast. <laughs> Remember, I like to smoke all the time. So unless it's a smoke-friendly school, that bleep ain't happening. There you go. He pretty much did his job interview right there. Okay. Okay. Russ, do you ever fly American Airlines? I don't. I didn't think that you did. I'm a proud United guy. An American Airlines flight was getting ready to take off from Phoenix to fly to Austin, Texas, but had to return to the gate because of an issue. Happens all the time. There's always something like that. You want to guess whatever the issue is? Uh, uh, the plane's falling apart, like a lot of them are. Not as serious as that, Okay. fortunately. Uh, it was because... Uh, according to the New York Post, a disgruntled passenger wouldn't stop farting and yelling at people. Okay. This plane had taxied from the gate and was on its way to the runway to take off when it had to turn around. Uh, this was all detailed by passengers on Reddit. The man was grumbling as he sat down and toward the end of boarding. So the plane is mostly boarding. There was some interaction between him and someone who was boarding. And his response to it was, quote, you thought that was rude. How about this smell? And he just openly blasts out a fart. Did he like boo-boo on himself? I don't know. I don't know. Also the animal news. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Then he uh, he proceeded. Using gas as a weapon. That's what animals do. (laughs) Yes. Right. He he proceeded, this is the great irony of the situation, is he proceeds at some point to yell at other passengers for eating smelly food. See, you can't come on the plane smelling like open ass and then right. yell at somebody for eating their their egg locks, salad sandwich. Their locks and bagels. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, another- there's nothing more immature than trying to fart on command. Like, that's what kids do. As like kids go and pull my finger, like to say, "Watch this." As like a forty-year-old man is sick. You need to. I don't. You know, this guy might have been drunk. I don't know. I don't know. He was or sober. He wasn't having a good day either way. Uh, When he was yelling, when he was scolding the other passengers for having smelly food, another passenger told him to fly private if he didn't like it, and he responded, "Quote that's so effing rude." (laughs) So finally. This is all happening like for, like from boarding at the gate to 
taxiing toward the runway and they don't make it to the runway before this has become so much of a problem that the flight attendants have to get involved and the pilot has to come on and say, hey, we, we need to return to the gate. We'll give you more information once we uh, get this issue settled and we're back to the gate. And sure enough, when they get to the gate, the issue is that they need to have this guy removed. Only delayed like 15 to 30 minutes, according to the passengers. Not bad. That's a relief because, I mean, Phoenix to Austin, that's not the longest flight in the world, but uh, you don't want to be on any amount of flight with somebody like that. Because if that's what they're doing during boarding, like, where is this headed? What what happens once we're up in the sky? Yeah, take all the crazy people off the plane, please. Finally, Russ, a zoo in the United Kingdom. So where you had just come from, not this isn't London. This is uh, Lincolnshire. I think it's like Got north it. of London. Uh, a zoo in the UK is taking a big risk to solve a big problem. It's uh, it's parrots. It has these parrots, these African gray parrots uh, that continually they keep telling zoo patrons, including children, uh, to go F themselves. The parrots have a bad habit of swearing. So here's the deal. They have these five parrots and they were removed from the flock uh, for using what the zoo describes as, quote, every common swear word that you could imagine. Jeez. <laughs> and so they had them in a separate enclosure and this became very popular at the, uh, I forget the name of the zoo. Tone, can you look this up for me to make sure I have it right? I think it's like the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park or something is the official name of the zoo. This became very popular, Russ. They had advertisements for this. Come see the swearing parrots. Uh, you know, you can come and and they they seem particularly fond of the F word, the parrots. So people would come and they would like this. And the parrots do this behavior just like- Lincolnshire Wildlife Park. Thank you. They The parrots do this behavior just like little kids do. They do it to mm-hmm. get a reaction. So the parrots will say, go F yourself to the- uh, patrons, the zoo patrons, and the zoo patrons will laugh and throw them a peanut or whatever, and then they want to do it again. The parrots want to keep getting this reaction out of the humans. Um, so they they separated them, but what happened was by separating only the parrots who swear all the time, the swearing became stronger in the sense that, not that they were saying more uh, profane things, but that was all the parrots were hearing is the other four parrots Swearing, yeah. So that kind of became the noise that they make. On the only noise they make is telling, is saying "go f yourself." Uh, and that eventually there was so much of that that it started to spread. That they had three other parrots in a nearby enclosure that picked it up and started swearing. So now they got eight parrots that are swearing. After all this, here's the big move that they've come up with. Because parrots are flock animals. They are going to try to reintegrate these parrots into the flock of hundreds of parrots in the hope that being around all these other parrots will normalize it, will normalize these other parrots. That by hearing all these other parrots make normal parrot noise, the eight swearing parrots will start to imitate that and just kind of go along with the group. So the question is, like, what's going to happen? What do you think will happen here? It's either A, the swearing parrots will kind of follow the rest of the flock and, you know, make normal parrot noise instead of telling people to go F themselves or B the swearing parrots are going to lead the whole flock astray. And you're going to have hundreds and the zookeeper or the, or the um, 
the CEO or the animal handler, whoever was quoted in the story I read in the BBC, said that we could very well have hundreds of swearing parrots on our hands by the end of this. That's a. Uh... I mean, it's not the worst problem that the Lincolnshire Wildlife Center could have. Like, they could have lions that broke loose and eating people. That happens at some zoos, yes. That would parrots be worse. swearing. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'd, re- I'd noise, rather hear a swear like, word than get eaten. So that's a good point. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. The parrot's favorite phrase is "f off." They just like to squawk "f off" at people. I think a lot of humans can 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 relate. That's the news, guys. It's uh, it was fun being back in the saddle with you guys. For another week here on the Sports Adjacent Podcast. Um, I thought you were going to say something. You had to burp. I muted to clear my throat Not discreetly so that the listeners wouldn't know that I did it. Unlike your mans who was just like, watch this. <laughs> That's filthy, man. You got to take him off the plane right <laughs> oh, there. Oh, the, fart, the farting passenger? The farting man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, got to take him off the plane then and there. Oh. Uh, we... Can't do this podcast without lovely sponsors like our friends over at Sheets and Giggles. The time is coming. The day is coming. Valentine's Day sale. If you buy the mattress, you get two items for free. That's that's a lot over there at Sheets and Giggles. You can get you don't have to get the sheet set because I'm assuming if you got the mattress, you already have it. But you, if you don't have the, the mattress, you get the sheet set. You can get pillows. You can get a comforter, a little blanket, a little throw blanket, heavy throw blanket. All that, sheetsgiggles.com forward slash S-A. We're also brought to you by BetMGM. You can get $1,500 back in free betting credit if you do not win your first bet using our promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Tone, anything if you have everything left in the tank before we let the fine folks go. One last shot, Tone. We're calling the play for you here. Yeah, don't just be just tonguing down your lady just in front of everybody. <laughs> just have just have some just some some a modicum of decency, right? Wait, wait till you get you to your little private area, private section, you know, on the you ride home involved. or whatever. Uh, but come on, man. Have, have some no, decency. you Carlton Banks that shot. <laughs> that is not how we should end the show. I'm on your lady down everywhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean everywhere? It's your lady. She's not. You're her zaddy, what? or maybe you're not her zaddy. Y'all don't sound zaddy-ish. Well, y'all sound zaddy like prudes. Y'all sound like prudes. Prudes in progress. Name of this episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.